hey everyone, welcome to What the Fork, a discussion of The Good Place. I'm Jared Duran. And I'm Jason Kyle. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at What the Fork Pod. And uh, you can email us if you have any comments about what we're talking about or questions or disagreements, etc. What the Fork Pod at gmail.com. And if, uh, if, you know, we'll, we'll read out emails that we get at the top of the show going forward. Um, and, and if you would like to remain anonymous, please let us know somewhere in the body of the email. And I'll, I'll have to get you that information so that you can log in and read the email as well. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So we are here, as I mentioned, to talk about the good place. And I think a good place to start is the opening scene. Eleanor, come on in. Hi, Eleanor. I'm Michael. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for asking. Oh, one question. Where am I? Who are you and what's going on? Right. So, you, Eleanor Shellstrop, are dead. Your life on Earth has ended, and you are now in the next phase of your existence in the universe. Cool. Cool. I have some questions. Thought you might. How did I die? I, I don't remember. Yes, um... In cases of traumatic or embarrassing deaths, we erase the memory to allow for a peaceful transition. Are you sure you want to hear? All right, so you were in a grocery store parking lot. You dropped a bottle of something called Lonely Gal Margarita Mix for One. And when you bent down to pick it up, a long column of shopping carts that were being returned to the shopping cart collection area rolled out of control and plowed right into you. Oof. That's how I died. No, sorry, there's more. You were able to grab onto the front of the column of shopping carts, but it, it swept you right out into the street where you were struck and killed by a mobile billboard He's truck so advertising an erectile dysfunction pill called Engorgulate. Funnily enough, the first EMT to arrive was an ex-boyfriend of yours. Okay, that's, I get it, thank you. Um, uh, yeah, her so reaction who was right? I mean, about all of this... Well, let's see. Hindus are a little bit right. Muslims a little bit. Jews, Christians, Buddhists. Every religion guessed about 5%, except for Doug Forsett. Who's Doug Forsett? <laughs> well, Doug was a stoner kid who lived in Calgary during the 1970s. One night, he got really high on mushrooms, and his best friend, Randy, said, Hey, what do you think happens after we die? And... Doug just launched into this long monologue where he got like 92% correct. <laughs> we couldn't believe what we were hearing. That's him, actually, right up there. He's pretty famous around here. I'm very lucky to have that. So, maybe my biggest question. Okay, so, Am I? I mean, is this? Uh, so, do we know who Doug Forsett is? Is he anybody? Is he from the show? Who's the picture of? I have no idea. But I, I gotta my favorite part quick. of that plaque is closest guess. Yes. <laughs> it's, yeah. Who is Doug Forsett? That's going to be the thing that annoys me is that there's a little bit of 
feedback on that. I'm going to have to get that fixed. I keep trying to imagine in what grocery store parking lot did Eleanor Shellstrop's death occur? And my only guess, it has to be the Walmart on Thomas and 36th Street because <laughs> it was the most god-awful place on the face of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in general, Walmart parking lot's not so great. But, okay, so... This guy is Noah Garfinkel. Okay. <laughs> oh, he also writes for the New Girl. He's a uh, or did because the New Girl's over. Um, yeah. But yeah. So apparently, all right. And I'm reading this off of Refinery Twenty Nine, which just tried to um, ask me to sign up for its newsletter. I hate that. Um. Uh, so it was the question of how did he, uh, he end up in the good place? So uh, I'm just going to read directly. Funny you ask. Understandably, he did not respond to my request for comment. This is the writer of the article, obviously. Uh, Garfinkel. Um, so NBC said this. Garfinkel, whom you can peep below in the uh, Good Place portrait, is a comedian. He used to perform with Joe Mandy, a producer of The Good Place. Uh, you may remember Joe Mandy as a comedian who convinced a small portion of the internet that he was a spokesperson for LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy and Garfinkel performed together at UCB, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so um, that is not that interesting um, a story. Um, Joe Mandy's also been on he's been on a few episodes of Parks and Rec and he has an episode he has a, a stand-up special on Netflix I haven't watched yet it remains in my queue what was he in Parks and Rec? he's like one of the recurring characters like in the town okay like he always shows up like at a board meeting or something gotcha and says something outrageous and crazy Okay. He's been on Marin a few times too. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and I always find, um, I always find his comedy pretty, at least in the times I've heard him, I find it pretty insightful. He seems like the perfect writer for a show. Gotcha. Like this, where it's talks about ethics on a deep level, and also makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to this. Or, <laughs> well, it's not the heaven or hell idea that you were raised on. But generally speaking, in the afterlife, there's a good place and there's a bad place. You're in the good place. You're okay, Eleanor. You're in the good place. Well, that's good. Sure is. <laughs> okay, let's take a walk, shall we? Oh. Did I have a purse? No, I'm dead. All right. Okay. All right. So that's that's the uh, that's the intro to the first um, episode of the Good Place, and uh, it's really as far as intros go, it just sets things up so perfectly. The characters, and I mean, even though we don't know yet, really the intricacies of their characters, as far as their, you know how they're portrayed is, is so, so fucking good. Yeah. I remember the first time we were, when we watched this episode for the first time, my wife and I were very unsure that this was going to be something we wanted to invest in. And I knew pretty much after the Doug Fawcett, <laughs> this is, this is for me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, all right. So, what did you what did you have on tap to to discuss? Any particular scenes or? Um, just I had some I had some runners up for the uh, parking lot where Eleanor dies. There's also <laughs> the fries on rural and southern in Tempe. Because um, that place is just. I remember in college going to shop there and just that that would be. It just seems like the perfect type of place where you would have a rolling billboard for a erectile dysfunction medication. Um, and uh, I always wanted to know what what kind of stuff was Doug Forces on, man, because that's got to be some... Well, he said mushrooms. And, okay. and having uh, myself had an experience with mushrooms, um, I could see that. That there, there's some some greater clarity and and brightness that happens uh, if you're in a good place. And hey, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I thought that uh, I was like, that's that whole thing is fantastic. Which they're watching back through this, there are so many little like hints at the things to come, like things that are just slightly off. Like why would they celebrate? somebody who had been on a hallucinogenic even if he got it you know almost perfect right mm-hmm. um that that i thought was interesting um and then the way eleanor dies you know <laughs> they get that perfectly right even though we know there's the coming mix-up <laughs> yeah i didn't even think about that because why would a human rights lawyer who's helped I wrote fix broken tricycles for kids who love tricycles. <laughs> like, why would she, you know, be at a grocery store buying lonely girl margarita mix? Yeah, exactly. Right. And then, yeah, lonely girl, I, I, the, the names of things, the, the lonely girl margarita mix. And what was the name of the erectile dysfunction and gorge? And gorgulate. <laughs> The way it rolls off Ted Danson's tongue. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, so where do you want to head to next? Um, well, I had... Uh, uh, I like the introduction where, where Eleanor and Tahani meet for the first time. Because that's another part where I just think, how could you not know something's up? Because right. I find, like... Eleanor, I found Tahani just so annoying, especially like in the introduction. Um, I do want to do a little bit of the town walkthrough, oh, only yeah. because of uh, of a particular uh, confession I've got to make regarding the walk. Three hundred and twenty-two people have been perfectly selected to blend together into a blissful, harmonic balance. Do all the neighborhoods look like this? No, every neighborhood is unique. Some have warm weather, some cold, some are cities, some farmland. But in each one, every blade of grass, every ladybug, every detail has been precisely designed and calibrated for its (laughs) residents. There's a lot of frozen yogurt places. Yeah, that's the one thing we put in all the neighborhoods. (laughs) People love frozen yogurt. I don't know what to tell you. You're going to have a million more questions, I know. Right now, better grab a seat. The movie's about to begin. Okay, I fucking love frozen yogurt. <laughs> <Do I>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at that, I'm like, that would be amazing. Just, <laughs> I could walk to, yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure. You know what, I'm going to say that I... Um, 
do not think I would ever become sick of frozen yogurt, especially if they, if they, you know, the yogurt shops in the good place, um, rotate their flavors as regularly as do you go to the the zoyo down the street i've been known to go to zoyo every so often yes uh likewise probably uh a little to a little embarrassingly to the point where the people uh can start to recite my phone number do they call Um, you podcaster jared duran they they do not (laughs) they do not um you know what though i would i would feel accomplished if i had like my picture up in the uh in the zoyo (laughs) as like local celebrity or something (laughs) i would feel like i made it get your yogurt where jared gets his yogurt (laughs) host of host of limited engagement and a whole bunch of other stuff jared's favorite topping oreos (laughs) i assume (laughs) uh do mochi mochi oh i'm a mochi guy see that put mochi scares me off why what's is it a consistency issue it's consistency i i'm not a uh i'm not a fruit guy period i it's uh, my son tried to get me to eat kiwi yesterday, and it was the worst experience of my life. Mochi, not fruit. Okay. Mochi is uh, glutinous uh, rice, glutinous sweetened rice, basically, with like some powder to make it so that it doesn't um, stick together, okay. uh, flour or something. Um, although I, you know, every time I go to get it, and I have to just look up why, um, and I thought I did at one point and was satisfied with the answer, but every time... Um, I go to, to get the mochi because, because we're, we live in a, in a, in a, an acidic neighborhood, not, yes. not acidic, Hasidic. ha. <laughs> yes. Um, which I, and I've talked about this in other venues, but, um, always makes me terrible, uh, or not makes me terrible, makes me feel terrible, um, about my level of Jewishness, um, and, and how I am not a good Jew, uh, and, and case in point, in the, because of the location of this of this Zoyo, and I, and I don't think I've ever been to another Zoyo, so I don't know if this is the case in all of them, but they have their non-kosher toppings in one area, and mochi is there. And I don't know why that is, because as far as I know, mochi is like rice and flour and like whatever. It may just be that it's not supposed to go with dairy if you're keeping kosher, that I would believe. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I'm like I already feel like a bad Jew, and here I am getting, getting a non-kosher topping. So, and is it? Can you only eat kosher? Do you only eat kosher? Is there only one day a week where you only can only eat kosher, or is it just all the time? Uh, a question as, as far as Judaism goes? Yes. Or? So if you keep kosher, you, you keep kosher. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are different levels of it. So there's like s- a strict kosher where you have to have like different pans for different types of food and things can never touch and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you're just more reformed Jew, which is how I was raised, where you look for the little symbol on the packages and uh, you try not to, to to mix some of the things together, but you don't have to like segregate the food. Okay. Um, and, you know, there's, of course, there's no pork, which is not a problem for me anymore since having gone vegetarian. But, right. um, but I, when I was not vegetarian, uh, we did not keep kosher as far as pork goes. Okay. I, I grew up Mormon. So, I mean, the only thing diet restriction we had is no coffee, no booze. And 
uh, nothing like on the first Sunday of the month. Well, it's it's good that you got out of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could not uh, I could not do without coffee. And and Jews have wine with every major <laughs> holiday celebration. So, as someone who's discovered coffee later in life, I wonder how I managed to get through the first. 25 years of my life without drinking coffee because it's amazing. It's how things get done. It, it, it is. And I, for the most part, every once in a while, I'll drink something sweet, but um, 99% of the coffee I drink is just straight black coffee. Mm. I can't, uh, no sugar, no cream. I just, I drink my coffee like I live my life, like a bitter, <laughs> dark soul. <laughs> I... I still put probably way too much cream and way too much sugar in my coffee to the point where my mother-in-law once said to me, so do you drinking coffee before? I'm like, I'm still kind of new to this coffee thing. You, you're, yeah. You drink the coffee flavored drinks. Yeah. Um. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I understand it has coffee in it. But. <laughs> There's caffeine in there. It counts. There's Gets the, the job done. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I used to drink uh, cream and sugar both in my coffee, and then at some point I was just like, "Now nah, I'm done." And then after having gone for a period with drinking um, just straight black coffee, I tried to do cream and sugar, and I was like, "It ruins the coffee for me now. I, I can't." Um, but anyway, uh, yes. So do you? You don't happen to have um, time markers for where? No, I do not. Okay, so let's the uh the part with um You know what? I do want to go through the video though too because mm-hmm. the um the video has basically sets up the whole system for how you get into the good place. So mm-hmm. let's um at least get through that and we'll that seems to be like right around to your first day in the afterlife. You were all, simply put, good people. But how do we know that you were good? How are we sure? It's an amazing screen, but During yeah. your time on Earth, every one of your actions had a positive or a negative value, depending on how much good or bad that action put into the universe. Every sandwich you ate... <laughs> Every time you bought a magazine, every single thing you did. I like how sandwich is positive and trash magazine is negative. Use Facebook as a verb. And created some amount of good or bad. You know how some people pull into the breakdown lane when there's traffic and they think to themselves, ah, who cares? No one's watching. We were watching. Surprise. (laughs) Anyway, when your time on earth has ended, we calculate the total value of your life using our perfectly accurate measuring system. Only the people with the very highest scores, the true cream of the crop, get to come here to the good place. What happens to everyone else, you ask? Don't worry about it. The point <laughs> is, you are here because you lived one of the very best Help lives. Help the hermit find a new shell. And That's, you won't yeah. be alone. Your true soulmate is here too. That's right. Soulmates are real. One of the other people in your neighborhood is your actual soulmate. And you will spend eternity together. So welcome to eternal happiness. Welcome to the good place. Sponsored by otters holding hands while they sleep. You know the way you feel when you see a picture of two otters holding hands? 
That's how you're going to feel every day. So who's in the bad place that would shock me? Ah, well, Mozart, <laughs> Picasso, Elvis, basically every artist ever. Uh, every U.S. president except Lincoln. That sounds about right. What about Florence Nightingale? That was close, but no, she didn't make it. Wow, all those amazing people <laughs> down there. It just seems so hard to believe. Again, it's an incredibly selective system. Most people don't make it here, but you... A lawyer who got innocent people off death row. You're special, Eleanor. <laughs> By the way, welcome to your new home. Oh, it's perfect, isn't it? You see, in the good place, every person gets to live in a home that perfectly matches his or her true essence. Cool. So... I guess that's why my house, for example, is this adorable little cottage, whereas other people might have homes that are bigger. Like that one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy you did it. As you can see, the... Okay, so we don't need to go through that whole thing, but it's just, I love the the pointing before the looking, <laughs> like that one. And then, yeah, and then the slow turn and the ginormous house that just dwarfs hers and... As she's walking through, I don't know whose dream house this is exactly, other than, you know what, I like a small place. And I kind of like the modernity of some of this stuff. The, uh, the I probably also would not be able to find the switch for the stair or whatever yeah. that like is supposed to pop out to let you in so that she doesn't have to climb up into the bed <laughs> area. But those fucking clowns man that oh, would scare God. like i don't think i would immediately be scared just seeing them but feeling their presence around me as see again this is how i know something is off because her house looks exactly like one of those ikea yeah type yeah. things and i like going to ikea to get anything is just hard enough just getting out of ikea is even worse and- <laughs> Like, how would you even get out of that house? There's something comforting to me about the shopping experience of Ikea, because if all else fails, the arrows are telling me exactly which way I'm supposed to go. (laughs) And if you look closer, there are shortcuts. Exactly, yes. You see the shortcuts on the wall, and it's like, go, you can take this here. But sometimes I'm like, you know what? I am so indecisive today that I can't be bothered with that. I am just (laughs) going to follow this path and go through all of the phases of things that I will never buy. (laughs) Um, One thing I did notice in the video is that when they talk about soulmates, she Mm -hmm. immediately looks at um, who you find out will be Gianni. Right. Yeah. Like as if um, that's sort of like a clue that that will be her soulmate or maybe not uh, but of course we find out it's not going to be but <laughs> yeah well and that his his kind of like shy look away it, in that you can read it as coy but mm-hmm. as we find out he's like embarrassed like i'm like and kind of scared like how did i get here i'm not supposed to be yeah. here um but yeah there's just a lot of these kind of subtle things in here and then all right so from here we should be oh do we want to do the introduction to um to Chidi? Yes. All right, let's do that. Cool, bring it in, man. <laughs> All right, I think that's a little... You love clowns, so... Oh. Right. 
do love clowns. <laughs> now, let me show you the, uh, the video system here. You can review everything that happened in your life from your point of view. There we go. This is your human rights mission to Ukraine. I mean, you got a ton of points for that one. It really puts you over the top. Chidi, come on in. Eleanor, I'm Chidi Anagonye, and you are my soulmate. Cool, bring it in, man. (laughs) Now, excuse me. I have other people to attend to. So, where are you from, Chidi? Well, I was born in Nigeria, raised in Senegal, but my work took me all over the place. Australia, Hong Kong, Paris. What about you? Uh, well, I was, I was born in Phoenix, mm-hmm. Arizona. Um, then I went to school in Tempe, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And th- then I moved back to Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Your English is amazing. Oh, I'm actually speaking French. This place just translates whatever you say into a language the other person can understand. So it's incredible. Whoa. And now I want to say this. Okay. Eleanor, I have spent my entire life in pursuit of fundamental truths about the universe. (laughs) And now we can actually learn about them together as soulmates. It's overwhelming. Chidi. You'll stand by my side no matter what, right? Of course I will. Promise me. Say, I promise I will never betray you for any reason. Eleanor, I swear that I will never say or do anything to cause you any harm. Good. Because those aren't my memories. I wasn't a lawyer. (laughs) I never went to the Ukraine. I hate clowns. There's been a big mistake. I'm not supposed to be here. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. So that whole, the whole reveal, it's a big reveal. You know, it, it comes, um, you know, fairly, you know, what other show really starts off that way? You know, there's, there's, you know, the the whole conceit is given away within the first 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, I wrote that he modeled us off of Lost. So, ah, uh, ah, okay, <laughs> that's interesting. That, to the where the point where Shore like invited like one of the writers out to lunch <laughs> and said, "I'm making the show, and um, we're going to use your show, this show that was terribly popular, as your model, as the model." Uh-huh. And that's the first when I even saw it too. I, the first episode. This is like the funny Lost. <laughs> Now, okay, so Lost, I have to admit, is a show that I have never, never watched. Um, it's something that I feel, as as a pop culture connoisseur, <laughs> I have to at some point. Um, but I, I missed the boat at the beginning. I just couldn't stay with it. And then uh, I heard at some point that it, it kind of jumped the shark. It did. It did. It jumped shark towards the end. It's pretty much, it's the equivalent of... Like being invested in something for about five years, and then in the sixth year, it just kind of—it's nothing but disappointment. <laughs> um, That's, that sounds like life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, again, like this whole—the the acting that uh, Kristen Bell is doing as Eleanor is just 
amazing to me. She pulls off this like she pulls off this look of someone who is visiting Scottsdale for the first time from the mm-hmm. Midwest. And I say that because I remember the first time I went to Scottsdale when I moved here and I came like in ugly shorts and a t-shirt and I went cause I was going to go see a movie, but I got lost and I actually ended up in the mall. Oh, Oh, did you ended up in like fashion square? I ended up in Sci fashion square Ooh. and I'm just looking around and people are like staring at me as if I have this like arm just growing out of the back on my back. It it still happens. I mean, I am, you know, a t-shirt and jeans guy. And a lot of the time it will be, uh, you know, ratty looking stuff. And yeah, you feel like the, the quote unquote, beautiful people are, are judging you all along the way. <clears throat> I think some people were in my case, <laughs> uh, or maybe it's just, um, but then I looked around like I'm in the center court and I see Louis Vuitton and mm-hmm. Guess and all these other brands that I will never be able to afford in all my life. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very much not that, you know, we are, we are spitting distance from the Biltmore. So yeah. it's, it's definitely not just a Scottsdale thing, but uh, mm-hmm. it's certainly, I think, I always feel like the the difference kind of is that Scott still always feels like newer money mm-hmm. and there's a different sort of attitude that goes with that. Um, so, so that's interesting, but I, I love the whole, yeah. So I was born in Phoenix and moved to, you know, went to college at in Tempe and then I moved back to Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I, you know, I wonder, I've never looked to see, if there is some sort of explanation for that, if it's supposed to be a dig at Phoenix or if, um, if it's just like what, you know, if, cause if you're writing, if you're writing somebody who so doesn't belong in the good place, mm-hmm. why, why make them from Phoenix? Yeah. I think it's funny is that people from Phoenix will read news from Florida. Mm-hmm. And I think Florida is weird. Right, and people from Florida will probably read things from Phoenix. I think Phoenix is weird, and it's funny is that as you find out later that Gianni slash Jason mm-hmm. is from Florida. Ah, yeah, I didn't think about that, but that's true. Anytime I can't talk about Florida without that scene in The Simpsons playing in my head, where like Lisa's going over all of the isn't it's Lisa right? She's going over the map of all the places they can't go, and um, and she's like, well, we can still go to this place, this place, and Florida, and Homer's like, Florida, but that's America's Wang, and she crosses out <laughs> Florida. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't hear any discuss. I can't have a discussion on, on Florida without that popping into my head. <laughs> but um, yeah, and he's not. He's from like Jacksonville or something, right? Yeah, he's like the worst. Like it's like the worst. I assume the worst part of Florida, right? The one that um, definitely lives up to the stereotype of what Florida. I perceive Florida to be as I've never been there. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, we have that reveal, we have Chidi, um, you know, and of course Chidi's flabbergastedness of, and the pairing, of course, of of course, this is all thought out and designed and whatnot. And, um, 
you know, it has to be Kristen Bell's soulmate is a philosopher mm-hmm. because as soon as as the you know the system has been discussed this is you know it's a very selective system it's a mathematical equation basically of how people are brought into the good place and um and this is you know this is basically uh her soulmate is somebody who is his his business is to is to doubt basically you know to to um like explore the nuts and bolts of everything and to question and it already has to be a shock to him that there is a good place mm-hmm. you know and so he's coming to grips with this and in my opinion probably somewhat relieved that the questions are answered you know if you spend your whole time questioning religion and politics and you know searching for truth so to speak and you have to have some sort of comfort i would imagine getting to the ultimate truth like this is it this is the end there is no more questioning because here you are yeah i it's like oh good like everything i talked about was great and but then all of a sudden it's like Oh wait, this isn't the perfectly planned paradise. It's like yeah, he doesn't even begin to question his surroundings. He just questions the person, right? And well, exactly. And the um, it just I loved the whole idea of you know you probably do feel that relief of this is you know this is there is a system this is you know what it is and then your soulmate throws you for a loop. Mm-hmm. It, it throws the whole thing back into question. <laughs> like, how can this be truth if it is not, um, if there's this wrench in the works? <laughs> there's there's a flaw in the system. Like, he doesn't question the patriarchy immediately. Like, right, right. Uh, All right, so let's move along to, oh, to, uh... You know what? We'll come back to her job in later episodes, so I'm not worried about hitting that right now. Um, She'd definitely do the introduction to Janet. Yeah. Ah, so yes. Okay, why not? We're in a frozen yogurt shop. I can't risk going to the bad place. Okay, well, maybe it's not actually, like, all that bad. Let's just get some information first. We'll ask Janet. Hey, Janet? Hi there. <sighs> How can I help you? What the fork? Who are you? <laughs> I'm Janet. I'm the informational assistant here in The Good Place. Okay, she's like, pause. This... So, because we overlooked, or we skipped past the part where she finds out they can't curse. Mm-hmm. And she's trying really hard. She's like... You know, she says, uh, fork this or fork that. And she's like, wait, did I just say fork? But I meant to say fork. And then <laughs> she's like, you, you can't curse here. And I, I just, I, I love that concept. Like, mm-hmm. if, if I could actually say what I wanted to say and have it censored for me, <laughs> that would be fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love that. Anyway, that was just a, a quick digression. Walking database. You can ask her about the creation of the universe or history. Oh, or- there was a guy who lived in Avondale, Arizona around 2002. His name was Kevin Peltonic. Is he gay? No. Really? Huh. I guess he just didn't want to have sex with me. That's correct. <laughs> well, that's fine. I wasn't that into him anyway. Yes, you were. Okay, Janet, I have a question. Okay. What is 
the bad place like? Oh, sorry. That is the one topic I'm not allowed to tell you about. I can only play you a brief audio clip of what is happening there right now. Okay. <laughs> well, it doesn't sound awesome. <laughs> okay. The bear has two mouths. <laughs> Now, all right, a couple of things from that. Well, okay, that was our introduction to Janet, who who has to be my favorite character on the mm-hmm. show. And she's just, I don't know. I don't even know that I can say that, actually, because there are so many great things about so many of the characters that, but anyway, so she is a great character, though, and we get this. Now, what occurs to me in rewatching that scene, though, which I didn't, again, didn't think about it at the time or even in rewatching it. Um, but I guess that's the whole point of this podcast is to, is to actually pause and, and take moments like that. But she knows what's happened in Eleanor's life. Yeah. So how, how does that, you know, do they do the Janets are just they just don't offer this up freely like hey that's not the right Eleanor because she knows you know about the boyfriend or the not boyfriend the uh, not gay not boyfriend yeah. <laughs> she she knows all of the things so well supposedly she's like Google where she keeps the information to herself okay but but that's you know you know Google doesn't do that for real. <laughs> <laughs> Well, give it to the give it to the government anytime they ask. But right, right, right. <laughs> um so maybe that's why and plus I mean the obviously the show would be over in an episode if Janet knew everything and told Michael that Eleanor doesn't belong. Right. Um The other thing I kinda notice as I'm rewatching these is that whenever anyone calls on Janet, they're always looking one way. And then she appears. She on the appears. Other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that which is perfect. She just doesn't ever show up where you're expect. It's the unsettlingness of it. Yeah, yeah. it always freaks people out. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Ah, we're about to meet Tom. Well, mates, and your next door neighbors. Hello. Can I just say I, right, I love your house. Here. It's doesn't sound awesome. That's close enough. Does everyone have a huge house except me? All right, we need a plan. I say we just lie low and hope that they don't notice me. I'm sorry, I don't think I can help you. I just don't like being dishonest, and I can't advise you to be dishonest either. Come on, I'm just asking you to fudge a little bit. You must have told a few white lies in your life. I mean, what was your job? I was a professor of ethics and moral philosophy. Motherforker! <laughs> I'm getting a stomachache. I'm in a perfect utopia, and I, I have a stomachache. This is awful. I I, uh, I think I have to tell Michael about this. Tell Michael about what? Michael, hi. What have you been up to? Eleanor, Chidi, I would like you to meet Tahani and Jianyu. They are soulmates and your next-door neighbors. Hello. Can I just say, I love your house. It's just so tiny and cute it's like a little child's plaything, like for a family of mice or for a very fancy little dog i love it it's just so sweet and teensy just like you oh 
Oh! <laughs> you booped me. <laughs> I did. That's fun. Tahani and John, you are having a little welcome party tonight, and they've invited the entire neighborhood. <laughs> oh, I simply adore entertaining. Don't I just adore it, Jianyu? Oh, um, yes, by the way, uh, Jianyu here is, is a Buddhist monk, you see, and he obeys a strict code of silence. So when you see him smiling and nodding, that's actually his way of <laughs> jumping up and down with glee. Isn't that right, darling? So we'll see you tonight. Great. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no. So that's where we made Tiana, Tiana and Gianu. Yes. Um, and his his vow of silence. Uh, but yeah, the her Tiana Tiana's character um, of like just like the pleasant condescension. Yes. <laughs> Like, uh, again, it's like every person who I've ever met in Scottsdale, just the, like, oh, that's great. You come from there. That's nice. <laughs> that's nice. How, how quaint. Yeah. The yeah. booping. You booped me. <laughs> she talks, she talks to Eleanor like I talk to my two-year-old son. Because I always, I always usually boop my kid on the nose mm. at the end of every sentence. And, <laughs> and it's getting to the point where he's getting annoyed too. Ah, ah, yes. That'll, that'll happen. <laughs> um, all right. So we get into, you know, the whole, we, we get into the, the party here, um, at this amazing place. And, um, you know, there's there's the continued like now. Chidi is 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 going to be in counseling Eleanor on like ways that he thinks maybe she can improve her standing and that sort of thing. Um, what what uh, what sort of uh, what did you come away with from from this party? Uh, um, shrimps. <laughs> <laughs> Which so did so did Eleanor. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. What strikes me about the party is like how, uh, for one, it's hilarious that you can't get drunk in the good place, mm-hmm. but you can't have a hangover, which is amazing. Yes. <laughs> um, and as you find out later, she lets her guard down and maybe reveals that she isn't who she says she is. Mm-hmm. You can definitely see her insecurities bubble to the surface. Um, Right, like she knows she doesn't belong here, and um, she's very angry. She's very angry at the world before, mm-hmm. and now she's angry at the world she's in now. Right, and it with the more shrimp and wine she ingests, the more that comes out. Well, th- something that I think is interesting about that, though, the way she handles being in the good place, and the fact that. Really, if she were a terrible person, she would have no problem. Mm-hmm. She would just keep her mouth shut about what her true past was and be like, hey, I pulled one over on the system and here I am in the good place and didn't this turn out great for me? Mm-hmm. But instead, she has a sort of moral or ethical crisis. Yeah. It's like the psychopath test, I think. It's right. like how you know you're a psychopath. Well, if you have to think about it then you're not <laughs> right 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 yeah. so that um 
So we know she's not a psychopath. Exactly. And we know she's inherently a good person. Mm-hmm. But not too good. Because if yeah. know, she doesn't just come right out and say it. Um, so there's still that self-preservation in there. Uh, was there anything in the party that you wanted to talk about or, or see? Nothing in particular about the party other than... No, there's nothing really particularly about the party other than it's hilarious. And the shrimps are huge, man. They are a huge shrimp. They, they're very much huge shrimp. Not as, as large as the ones that appear later, but yes. but quite large. <laughs> um, all right, what do you what do you have next? Um, I think the other thing that kind of struck me about Elnar was that, like as we were kind of just talking about earlier, she does want to be this good person. Mm-hmm. And maybe <laughs> her circumstances or her surroundings, i.e. Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Phoenix is a wonderful place. Mm-hmm. Um, is that maybe just didn't give her the opportunity to do it. And she's a little angry about it. Like, like I wanted to be this good person, but I never had the chance. Well, and I think, again, as we find out later, there, there were opportunities. Yeah. Um, and she just was not accepting of them or felt like they were too hard. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, she does. Um, yeah. There's even when, when she tries to have her sort of do over as mm-hmm. it were, there's, uh, uh, it's like, you know, she tries it for a while and then gives up, Yeah, you know, we, we'll talk about that when we get to that episode, but, um, there's, there's this sort of, and I think a lot of people have that myself included this sort of generic desire to, um, to do good, but not if you have to work for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if, or I'm not willing to give this up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, if it, if it, um, impedes your own comfort, mm-hmm. uh, at all, then, well, you know, I don't know. But there's, it's, it, it is kind of a commentary, uh, not kind of, it's a commentary on sort of white liberal guilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, um, I know Nikes were made by children halfway across the world for 12 cents an hour, but they feel comfortable. Right. And they put Colin Kaepernick in a commercial, so I should support them. Right, right, right. So. Um, yeah, I think I saw something about that recently. Like, it's nice that, that they did that, but, um, you know, still- if they really wanted to show themselves as an upstanding humanitarian organization, they would pay their workers. Um, exactly. And I say that as a, having a pair of Nike running shoes. So, <laughs> but anyway, so let's move along uh, as we condemn ourselves to the bad place know, right? <laughs> um so so there's the party and she has the the confession and um and she talks to every person who had done something great yes <laughs> yep um okay so we have the party she's drunk she has you know at some point revealed herself um and she like passes out and then we have then we have the morning after that can't be good see my father would not like this show because he in Michigan State and she is wearing Michigan <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> My 
Michael. Hmm? Is that giant, terrifying ladybug supposed to be there? Ah, well, great question, Tani. No. No, it's not. <laughs> I have no idea why any of this is happening or how to control it. Should we run away, then? Yes. Giant flash. Okay, so so we'll get back to that in a sec. But I wanted, so I did notice and didn't comment on when they're walking past the fountain earlier. There's this tiny digital frog that's hopping. Oh yes, I and never did you. Yeah, I noticed that the first time, and then and then it comes back with the ginormous frog trying to get the flying shrimp. <laughs> but uh, okay, so let's. What's going on? Why are there giant animals everywhere? Do you hear Ariana Grande playing? <laughs> Why is everyone wearing blue and yellow? You're not. You're you're the only one who's not. Eleanor, this is all happening because of you. Ah, <laughs> oh, fork me. Okay, okay. We don't know this is because of me. Eleanor, this place is a perfectly made Swiss watch, and you are a wrench in the gears. Actually, you're a hammer, just smashing the gears and the dust. Oh, hang on. <laughs> not everybody here is perfect, okay? Tahani is totally condescending, and there are a couple of, you know, chunksters. Oh, oh <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not the only one with flaws, so how can we be sure this is my fault? You hogged all the shrimp, and now there are shrimp flying around. You called a honey a giraffe, and now there are giraffes everywhere. Okay, fine. Turns out there are many ways to know that it was me. L- let's just face it, Eleanor. You don't belong here. Well, then this system sucks. What, one in a million gets to live in paradise and everyone else is tortured for eternity? Come on. I mean, I wasn't freaking Gandhi, but I was okay. I was a medium person. <laughs> I should get to spend eternity in a medium place. Like Cincinnati. Everyone who wasn't perfect but wasn't terrible should get to spend eternity in Cincinnati. Look, apparently it doesn't work that way. I'm sorry, Eleanor, but there's nothing anyone can do. Unless there is something we can do. Unless you could teach me. Teach you what? How to be good. That was your job, right? A professor of ethics? No one knew I was a problem when I arrived. Things only started getting crazy after I was an asshole to everyone at the party. Ugh. You know I'm trying to say asshole and not asshole, right? <laughs> I got that, yes. Okay, give me a chance. Let me earn my place here. Let me be your ethical guinea pig. Hey, guys. Uh, emergency neighborhood meeting now. We'll be right there, Michael. If I walk out of here in these clothes, I'm toast. My soul is in your hands, soulmate. What's it going to be? Oh, stomachache. <laughs> From your lawn. Okay. Um, By the way, have you ever noticed as Ron Swanson as the voice of From Yulon? Is it? Yes, it I is. I did not notice that. That's great. <laughs> um, okay, so that's that's the first episode uh, of The Good Place. And uh, final thoughts? Uh, um. First off, I guess go Michigan Law. I guess. <laughs> um, I just want to know, like, when 
they were going for clearances, music clearances, and they went to Ariana Grande's people and said, "Hey, we want um, want to use one of your songs in the show." Did they think that it would be like the number one song in hell? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's not going to play for a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I hope, hopefully there's, you know, somebody, I'm sure whoever said yes was like, uh, it's a check. And then, you know, somebody hopefully had a sense of humor about it. Yeah. But... I hope she has a sense of humor. She seems like she does. Mm. And she seems like a, and from what I read, she seems like a genuinely good person who can take a joke. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's just such a great first episode, and it sets up so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, you know, as as things are going down, you have, like, Jianyu looking panicked a little bit, <laughs> like, oh, crap. You know, and so there's, there's you know, you, you can even, even if... We hadn't seen him multiple times. You could sort of tell that something is off mm-hmm. with him. Um, and I I just, I love, like, with everything that he had to say throughout the episode, Ted Danson as Michael, you know, straight face and just even keel through the whole thing mm-hmm. until it starts to go to shit. And then <laughs> he just hits panic immediately Mm -hmm. just totally flustered and even in that just this genius turn he's so so good in this it's it's nice to see someone who was like the confident sam malone for 11 seasons right just kind of just turn into like a whimpering what the hell yeah Yeah, like yeah legit panic like about and it's not because he didn't get to sleep with Rebecca. Like it's because like there's shrimp flying around and a giant ladybug. Great, uh, great question. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and the whole it's 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 really it's just it's a, a perfect beginning. I I um I this was one that Janelle had watched before me. Um, and I had, uh, I had been interested in watching it, but there was, I don't know, a million other things going on and I didn't watch it until I got sick and I just, I had to like stay in bed and I was like, all right, I'm going to sit here and watch this and like catch up on it. And so I, I binged through basically until I fell into a, a fever induced sleep. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's, it's just, I, there's no misstep in it. Everything is just mm-hmm. firing on all cylinders. And the amazing thing is, too, is like, unlike any other show, maybe Michael Schur has done. It's like one of the shows where I don't have to tell the person when telling him about skip the first season. Right, like like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which yeah. I almost didn't stick with. Mm-hmm. And um, and thankfully I did, because yeah. it is it, it, it does get to be mm-hmm. another great show. Um, did, did you, uh, watch Pushing Daisies? Yeah. Okay. So this did remind me a little bit of that and its tone. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's sort of, uh, reverence in some things. There were, there were a lot of, of moments that, that reminded me of it. I, I, I like Pushing Daisies quite a bit, but, um, I think this is certainly the better show. And it's definitely one of those shows too, both these shows, Pushing Daisies and this show. And even lost to a degree. Mm-hmm. There are rules, right? That um, everyone has to like follow in this show, right? Um, and then it's when the rules get broken, where 
Bad things happen. Bad things. <laughs> Comedic hijinks ensue. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Even in Lost. No, I don't I don't know. I have to watch Lost. So um all right. Well, that's our first episode. Any uh, anything else we didn't hit that you wanted to? I think we got everything that I wrote down. Um, thank you. I, I should say thank you for writing things down because I definitely need um, this. Is, this needs some structure, and I'm, I'm happy that you're bringing it because I just <laughs> I just can't. Uh, in the fu- uh, you know, in the future, maybe, um, maybe. But uh, you did you did um, bring up the idea of Michael's description of the Good Place um, being com- comparative to uh, David Byrne's uh, vision of heaven. Yeah, it's it's a place where, as a big Talking Heads fan, the hearing that description, I just thought, and as you find out more in the show, it is really like this place where like nothing happens, mm-hmm. and, like. They play your favorite song all night long. (laughs) (laughs) Like everything is here for you. And it just seems like very, very boring, which would sound like hell to me. Except for the frozen yogurt. Except for the frozen yogurt. (laughs) And I I think that we'll talk about that more as we go along and as it, as it, as more is revealed in the show. Um, but yeah, if, if you're listening, thank you so much for listening. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please do rate and review us. And again, um, if you would like to to send some comments or questions or opinions our way, uh, that is on Twitter at WhatTheForkPod and WhatTheForkPod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, that's yeah. going to do it. Thanks, Jason. Oh, thank you, Jared. Yeah. <laughs>